it's Megan from A Special Place in Hell. What you're about to see is a portion of our latest episode, a subscriber-only conversation with returning guest Penelope Trunk. Uh, she is a career coach and a life coach, among many other things, who is going to help us kick off our new advice series, Do As We Say. Now, two things you should know. First, Penelope is very blunt with her advice. What you're about to hear may upset you, uh, at least if it's your question that she's answering. The second thing is that if you enjoy this segment, you can hear the rest by becoming a paying subscriber at a specialplace.substack.com. That gets you bonus content every single week, the chance to come to Zoom Hangouts with us, and best of all, leave comments, which you're going to want to do after seeing this. Again, that's a specialplace.substack.com. Hope to see you there. And in the meantime, enjoy this taste of our conversation with Penelope Trunk. We have some advice questions from the audience, but I feel like Sarah and I should ask our own advice questions before we get going. Are oh, you still, we're doing, doing Q&A? That's no, so fun. So, okay, just, yeah. So yeah. We, we asked our um, audience, uh, our, our subscribers, our um, paying okay. subscribers, to submit some questions. Um, and we were, we're going to tell them what to do. We're going to run their lives. Um, what are we, what are we calling it, Megan? At, uh, do as do we as, say. Do as we say, you know, not as we do. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Of course. So, yeah. um, we, we, yeah. we, they, they submitted some really interesting questions. Um, and we thought that it would be a perfect fit if for the inaugural advice, uh, episode, um, that you're a part of it and yeah. helping us, okay. helping us. We're already passing advice. the buck. So, okay, yeah, I'm exactly. here. I'm I mean, here. I have no advice for anybody, but Sarah has a lot of advice. So in the hierarchy of advice giving, I'm on the bottom, Sarah's in the middle, and you're on the top today. Megan so. can be like our example of like, yeah, not like of what not. Here's to what do. happens if you don't take yes. advice. I'm the here's... cautionary tale. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna read this this question and uh you can give your thoughts. Okay. I, I'm prone to doom and gloom doom and gloom. And I worry that I won't be strong enough to ignore the cr climate crisis doomsayers if I decide to have children. I've never had a rosy image of motherhood, which is why I've waited. But now that I feel ready, I have entirely stopped reading any news related to the climate crisis because it just drags me back to feeling uncertain. Burying my head in the sand like this feels cowardly. And anyway, it's not a sustainable way to deal. Uh, based on stray comments, uh, Sarah and I have made on the pod. She's saying, I know you find this fear ridiculous and reeking of millennial, but could you give me some advice for coping mechanisms that don't rely on avoidance or rolling my eyes at how quote annoying people are because I want to stay engaged. And I also understand the cause for concern. I resent that my inability to navigate this is affecting big decisions. So here I am asking for a tiny bit of help. Okay. Well, the important line in there is I want to stay engaged. So it's like, what's your definition of engaged? So if your definition of engaged is you know everything about climate and you stay on top of the news, then that's just what you should do for your life because you want to be engaged and that's your definition. For most people, that gets really boring. And so they have kids and people who have kids never, ever think four seconds about any of the stuff you said in there. They're like trying to get their kid to sleep. Wait, what about yeah. all those people with kids with like love is love lawn signs? They obviously What's think that? about it a lot. Oh, you love know, 
Um, I know. think that that's what something you do when you don't when you ha- when your kids are a little older and maybe you have a little bit more time. I think maybe Wait, when my you get kids back are into- older. I don't have love is love. You know What's what I mean? Those love. signs that those virtue signaling signs that say like trust the science. Um, all you know, Black Lives Matter the, down, down the list. You've never uh, seen signs. I don't think that's engagement. I don't think that yeah. would meet. The but they're thinking about it. Of engagement. Yeah, I think no, that's, that's a signal about, of engagement. Yeah, okay. they're signaling they belong to the community, which they only yeah. care about because they have kids. Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Hmm. All right. So go ahead. So how would you, what do you want to tell this person? What? We're done. Oh, we're done. If her, <laughs> her definition of engagement is to read about climate all day, then she should do that. And if her definition of engagement has more depth than reading other people's news trinkets, then she should just have kids. Hmm. I mean, it's a completely shallow question. It, no. it actually just... <laughs> These are paying <laughs> subscribers. These are paying... <laughs> you can't say... Okay, we can't, can't talk about them well, like that. Okay, you, well, no, I mean, no, 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 no. She not can. shallow. I, I, okay, I, this is how I worried about it when I was that age. I was in... Um, I would date these guys in the music industry because I was in LA. And I would get all the new music. Like, people <laughs> who weren't me were so far behind how great I was knowing all the new music. And I remember feeling like what am I going to do when I'm old and I, I'm not going to be ahead of everyone and not hear all the good music. And uh, that is so stupid for so many reasons. I mean, first of all, we don't even do music that way anymore, but you, in life, we don't keep track of the things that are no longer interesting to keep track of. So if you have a baby and you want to spend all your extra being awake time uh, reading the news, then you'll do that, but you never will. You'll want to sleep. Mm. so Mm. like move along you can't it's just i mean either join the un and and get everyone to join the paris accord or have (laughs) well then you really will do nothing so yeah i mean but if you're gonna devote your life to that like really do it like reading the news isn't uh doing it's it's not doing anything yeah do you follow the news a lot penelope penelope i have my um pet topics like last weekend I read about Barbie's earning like it was a horse race. I thought mm. that was so interesting. Mm. So, yeah, I have my little pet things I know about. Did you see Barbie? Twice. Yeah, I loved it. You did? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, I mean, I not everything too. about it. I it was. It's we a just talked mess. about it. Yeah, yeah it's a big oh, mess oh, of the movie. Did I miss that? Oh, sorry. No, we, we talked about it. No, no, no. It's... We talked about it in a, in a previous episode. But uh, oh. I thought I was going to hate it. So I think that's part of the reason I enjoyed it. I knew I would like it. I don't know why. Yeah. I I, used to go to friends' houses and like all their Barbies would be naked. And so I just (laughs) knew because of that and they were people my age doing the movie that it would be good. I I didn't have Barbies. I mean, I maybe had one. I hated all dolls. But yeah, I didn't have them either. Surprising. Oh, you didn't. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'd go to their house though, and all the Barbies would be naked, and I'd mm. always think like, why? Why are they naked? Why? Yeah, it, it, I mean, and like, also, it's like, uh, it's like an orgy. I don't know. It's weird. People do. Happen. Kids do have like like pretend sex with their Barbies. Like I remember, yeah. I remember seeing other girls do that, and I was just like, I don't. I literally do not know what you're. Well, yeah. you don't. They don't have genitals, so you don't right. know what they're doing. 
they don't know true, what they're doing. You don't know what they're, they're nobody doing. Nobody knows nothing. what they're doing, but they're kind yeah. of, play, you know, I mean, that's what dolls are, though. Like, you just sort of play act these scenarios. Yeah. You don't know much yeah. about your child. Yeah. You know? um, cool. So I feel like because it's like nobody's really playing with Barbie, like all sugar and sweet, I knew I'd like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, it is amazing the uh, abuse that Barbies take. There's a lot of Barbie beheadings. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know. One of my first jobs in the early internet was to move Mattel's customer service online. And mm. so they gave us a list of the hundred most frequent um, things that they deal with. And they're all like, my dog ate Barbie's hand. Can you send me a new one? They're all <laughs> like that. They were so funny. Wow. Wow. Did they actually send people replacements? Ever um, for that reason, for uh, that kind of some, thing? Sometimes. I think they had they had discretion so that they could replace dolls, like depending on the notes. So like sometimes little kids would do it. And a common thing is little kids ruin their older siblings Barbie mm-hmm. and then call hysterical. So I like mm-hmm. the little things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh nice. yeah. yeah, I think okay. that was the fate that my one Barbie met. Um, my little brother like found a pair of scissors and he first he cut he he did cut her clothes off and he also cut her hair off (laughs) he cut her hair off he was just just like chopped it Uh, and she looked like a you know like a mental patient by the like something like very scary that's a character in the movie weird barbie yeah that that that, that very scenario is represented well okay good i should i I really should watch it oh Um, you didn't see it no no i haven't seen it so please don't spoil it i just saw it it sounds i'm very excited the okay. toddler won't understand anything, but it's like flash bang enough that they'll be quiet. Okay. Oh, yeah. you're going to take your kid? Yeah, I no. think that would be torture for me. But, no. Um, oh, yeah, really? He would not. Yeah. My, 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 yeah. He, I, my he kid's not like that kind of kid. Yeah. But what did oh. you think? Okay, we won't dwell on this, but just quickly. <laughs> what did you think of all the talk about the patriarchy in Barbie? Um, I was like, Hold on, I've already written that. Why aren't I making money? That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, 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 I rewrote it. America Ferrero's speech from the point of view of, of, of a man. Uh, you know, her big speech about how hard it is to be a woman. Because I think a man could have said the same thing. Wait, isn't that the point of the movie, though? That's the whole that, point of the movie, that Ken could have said the same thing, too. I don't know about that particular speech, though. That's not the way it's been uh, interpreted by most of the audience. It's like, this is a feminist. Th- this speech is a you know historic feminist monologue, and this is like a classic. No, it's being treated as like the definitive description of the perils of womanhood. Yeah, like that's just... Uh... That's why I'm like, why don't I make money from this? I know. Where's my, there was like, so much funny stuff that was generic. There was a lot of like, it went from like truly original, virtuosic kind of world building to like utter basic bitch uh, speechifying. I liked the um, the OJ scene, like where they recreated the OJ car chase. I loved that. Oh, yeah. You guys are yeah. spoiling the Sorry, whole we're thing spoiling for me. It. You got to stop. It no, was very, a, yeah, it had. Okay. You can't really know half the jokes. Uh, okay. No, I, know, there's no, I mean, Megan's trying. She's been. No, there's, no, no, there's only okay. one spoiler in okay. the whole thing, and we are not doing it. Okay. We are not saying I don't even that. know what the spoiler is. Oh. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Let's read another. Uh, another Wait, question. are we done with the with, with the. The, the, Did we give the her bottom advice? line yeah. is uh, commit to the life that you want. 
Engagement yes. is the most important word there. Commit to the life you want. Stop bitching about it. Well, Just do I, it. I, I think it's interesting because she feels a duty to, it seems like she feels a duty to, to read the news and keep up to date with what's going on. And then there's, you know, uh, there's something that she should be doing as a planet of the, 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 a citizen of the planet. And I think that, uh, you know, maybe, maybe, yeah, listen more to what, what you actually want in life. Not because it's not worthwhile to be a, a, a stellar citizen of the planet, but also because, you know, uh, the world will change and the needs of the world will change and you can't actually anticipate how that will change. Um, and reorienting your whole life to what people like, you know, what experts think the world needs now is I think not a strategy that works out in most contexts. So maybe we can assume that it's not working out for this one either, but yeah. Okay. Um, she could do some composting though. I say have the kids. I say have the kids and of stop reading the news. Do. I've always said, stop reading the news. I have a really good Substack post on that. Just don't read it. Don't read it at all. Um, and it's not an anti-intellectual thing. It's a read books, not the news. <laughs> um, become yeah. an expert. And, and yeah, and I think I, um, actually Penelope's point was was interesting in that if you want to commit, you know, if you want to be engaged, be engaged, be directly engaged, be doing the work. Reading the news is actually not doing the work. Um, it's not doing anything. It's just stressing you out and making right. you feel as if you're doing anything, something important. And, um, that's not worthwhile. That's not, that's just not a worthwhile activity. Um, next question. Megan, are you going to read them? Uh, do you have it in front of you? Do you want to read it? Uh, or otherwise I will. you can read it. Hi, I'm 36 and just had my first child. She's five months old and I'm still on maternity leave because my job is awesome this way. Nonetheless, I'm dreading going back to work. I already struggled to find any meaning at my job before having a kid, but now that I want to focus on her, it's going to be even harder to engage with a job that is both, there's engage again, but that is both stressful and boring. For context, I'm a statistical analyst working on clinical trials for a big pharma company. My company offers excellent pay and benefits, so I feel guilty even complaining. However, as I said, it's not intellectually stimulating like grad school was, but it requires a lot of mental energy and long hours. Additionally, I do most of the housework, like laundry and cooking, including the grocery shopping. My husband does contribute to the cleaning, too. And I maintain the yard, manage everyone's doctor's appointments. My husband. Okay, just stop. Well, we're not yes. hearing anymore. She, does she just want permission to quit her job? We no, no, just permission. She should just quit. Why is she going to her job? Okay, but. Well, there's a twist here, so oh. it gets interesting. Okay, so my husband has a chronic illness with complicated insurance and scheduling issues. I do all the miscellaneous things many women take on for the household. This was hard to handle before having a baby. Now it seems impossible. I'd love to find a part-time job, but I already, here we go. I already make five times my husband's salary. Wow. I feel like stepping down would require such a shift in lifestyle and scarier. I worry about losing the financial health insurance security that comes from having excellent health insurance and a large HSA through my employer, given my husband's health issues. Should I quit my job? Thinking back to what Sarah said about poor people having kids <laughs> or suck it up. Asking my husband to take on more isn't going to happen. I already tried that. On my worst days, I think Stop. about going I just it alone. can't hear anymore. Okay. It's like, it's the same. It's so predictable. This is another paid subscriber. Okay. Okay. It's a paid subscriber. So um, that was a really good question. <laughs> um, the question is really, this is, I'm going to reframe the question for her. I earn five times what my husband earns and I don't want to work. What should I do? Okay, that's the question. 
The answer is quit. Because if you keep working now, your husband's going to have to start doing the emergency kid things because you can't because you earn so much money. So you'll have to stay at work. And so after a year or two, it won't be fair for you to ask your husband to switch. It's His earning power is already tanked by having to tell people he stayed home with a kid for two years. So if you don't want to be the breadwinner for the rest of your life, then you need to make the choice to live on less money. And there's no point in having more money to live on because the people who are going to live on it are your kid and your husband while you're at work all day. And by the time you realize this was the shittiest decision in the world and you could have done so much better, you can't get a divorce because you're the breadwinner. So you'll be paying him half of what you earn instead of at least getting to keep what you earn. So there is the only reason to keep working is if you want to be the breadwinner for the rest of your life and just give the money to your wife, to your husband and kid. And you Mm. should ask someone who is in that situation after 10 years of doing that, if they would recommend that you do that, because I coach a million people who did it because that's me and no one would ever tell you to do it ever. It's terrible. Wow. Okay. I have nothing to add to that. I mean, I, I don't know. I guess cause it's a tricky to me. It's a tricky situation. And that was a powerful answer and gave me something to think about. Well, I just, I understand um, how she kind of feels responsible for her family um, and responsible for their lifestyle. She feels responsible for both though, right? Taking care of everything at home and making money. So it's like- And it's not clear why his husband isn't doing his part at all. It's, I mean, I mean, I think it's just that he has a chronic illness. That's all. That's the yeah. But it's, it's I mean, maybe this is your it's like a your reader thing that they don't engage. So like right. that reader wants to it has the same problem that she wants to be engaged in an intellectual life, which she is not, and she wants to be engaged in taking care of the, her home, which she is not. So right now she's not engaged in anything. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, she does say um, the idea of remarriage doesn't even cross my mind as no one wants to marry a single mom. Yeah, she's right. So she should just forget it. And and also the guy would get remarried and then his wife would be running her life. So she's not going to get any benefit that way. And anyone worth having can marry a younger woman who's unattached. So how often do people come to you for like dating advice? Every single woman who's not married. Okay. So it's not. Either you're married at 28, you have your guy at 28, or you're fucked. And then if you have money, then you'd call me. (laughs) They all have the same problem. Are we going to get to one like that? Well, yeah. Well, okay. Well, let's. I actually. It's possible, I think, that Stephanie finds somebody because a lot of times when I hear from. Wait, if she gets divorced and finds someone? No, she has to pay child support. Not right now. Yeah, I think she should quit. <laughs> I think she should quit and then get a divorce. Actually. I mean, the problem also a, a, another uh, listener in the comments suggested, well, you know, there was a discussion about moving to a cheaper place um, and or, you know, relying <clears throat> on family for support. And she said, I can't. What? Move. No, we, we can move just, to a cheaper place. No, but the just, family's it's going to have a low standard of living. There's nothing wrong with the guy. 
She just mm. wishes she married a better breadwinner. Like mm -hmm. it's a little bit of breadwinning is a lottery. So whatever, she's not going to have a lot of uh, nice things. It just, it's over. That part of her life is over. We're done deciding that. It's like she's holding on to that she has a decision. It's just like environmental girl. Like she is not an effective environmental activist. She's doing nothing important. That part of her life is over. She needs to move on. So mm, both people mm. just need to move on. They're holding on to the idea that they have a decision. Mm. So what are these women supposed to do about the fact that these men, there aren't enough men who are breadwinners? The women are surpassing them. That was a little taste of our conversation with Penelope Trunk. If you enjoyed it, you can become a paying subscriber at our Substack. That's a special place.substack.com. Uh, joining gets you all kinds of perks, including bonus content every single week, um, the chance to hang out with us on Zoom, and best of all, to leave comments. So we would love to see you over there. Thanks.